This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. I am Jeff Rubin, <laughs> boy, and today we are talking to three friends who about 25 years ago had their school taken over by Nickelodeon. Please say hello to Joe. How's it going? Nick. Hey, hey, how's it going? And Jason. Hey. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having us. First, some background uh, on this contest, for those uh, who are too young, or even worse, maybe they didn't have cable growing up, Nickelodeon, which was the cable network for kids, used to have a contest, a sweepstakes, I suppose, uh, called Nick Takes Over Your School, where we were told uh, they would show up at your school one day and make your school awesome and Nickelodeonified and there's slime, and let me, uh, let me play one of the commercials. Another ordinary day at school, just like last year, just like yesterday, just like every day. Until you pull up with a busload of Nickelodeon celebrities and... Nick takes over! Nick takes over! Nick Nick takes takes over! the time to enter the Nick Takes Over Your School sweepstakes. Listeners at home, you basically know everything I ever knew about the Nick Takes Over Your School contest, but it was such a unique promotion uh, that it really captured my imagination, and, and I never forgot about it, and I always wondered, like, what exactly happened when Nick took over your school? What was it like? And... Uh, as I love to say, it's my podcast, so we have to do whatever I want. And today, we are going to dig into that question. Joe, Nick, and Jason, you were three classmates. What grade were you in when Nickelodeon took over your school? Well, that would have put Jason and Nicholas both in third grade. And Joe? I was in fifth grade. So I, uh, growing up, was actually friends with both of their older brothers. And I still am, I guess, but just... You know, it just worked out that I end up talking to these guys more than I do their older brothers. So, do you guys know what year that was? I would believe it was 88, 89. Is that right? It was the 88, 89 school year, and I I think it was 89 when they actually came. And how old, this isn't a question specific for you guys, this is just a general (laughs) question for the world, how old are third graders again? Well, I guess that would. Uh, (laughs) I guess we would have been about nine years old. Yeah, Yeah. Eight or nine, yeah. I was ten. And also, we should be clear, you guys didn't actually win the contest. You, you were no. mooching off some, you were freeloading off some other kid in your school who won, but uh, you were at the school where uh, Nickelodeon came. Do you remember who actually won the contest? Uh, I, I actually do, yes. Uh, this is Nicholas, and it was a classmate of mine who, I was in a third-second split class and it was a second grader i'm not gonna say his last name but it well his last his first name was sean i believe and he informed us afterwards because he wasn't allowed to tell us beforehand that nickelodeon was taking over our school for the surprise factor uh that he and his mother filled out a hundred contest entry forms and he ended up winning and this was the first one i believe 
Wow. Yeah, 88 and 8 to 89 is pretty early in Nickelodeon's history. You know, when most people talk about Nickelodeon uh, on the internet these days, there's a lot about, like, Nickelodeon 90s kids and, like, Nicktoons. But 88, 89 would predate all that. You know, you that's earlier than Clarissa, for instance, I think. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, uh, I, want, I want to say that you can't do that on television. It started in 79. Yeah, it, I think it ended in 1990s. This is like a pretty early era of Nickelodeon. I think really, bef- I mean, it's hard to say because I was a kid, so it was always right. the most popular thing in the world to me. But I do think um, this was before it really took off and became the cultural institution we know it as today. Uh, just round the horn real quick. What's everyone's favorite Nickelodeon show from their childhood? Oh, man. I, I guess it was, I, I mean, in this, iconically, I guess it would have been you can't do that on television. I mean, this is, you know, just this, it's this, the same ilk as, as early MTV, you know? You just kind of, you, you catch, you've got those ones that were the first shows that were on, and it was a time when television was the big media. You know, I was the new thing, so... Yeah, early MTV is a good comparison. There's definitely something a little punk about You Can't Do That on Television. I can't believe <laughs> I just said that. Let's keep moving. Other guys, what's your favorite Nickelodeon shows? Jay, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I'd say Double Dare. That was my favorite when I was a kid. I should have gone because Jason just stole mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Double Dare, too. I mean... Number one, I, I like the the quiz show. I guess I'm kind of a, a quiz quiz show geek. Like I still play trivia in the bar and stuff like that. And uh, and then later on in life, when I found out like Mark Summers, you know, kind of had that OCD thing, and like what a nightmare that show. I guess that kind of added some uh, additional enjoyment as an as an adult um, looking back on it. But okay, so now let's go back. To, so you guys watched Nickelodeon. This wasn't like out of the blue to you guys. It sounds like you were all very familiar with the brand. Yeah, yeah. So what was it like when you found out? How did you find out? Did you was there any warning or did you just show up to school one day? Well, it was as far as I remember, there was no warning. It was completely hush for anybody who who actually knew. So the contest winner and his family and all the faculty of the school were they never told us a thing. We showed up and there were a bunch of buses lined up outside. And we didn't have any idea what was going on until there was a message over the loudspeaker. This is, I am genuinely excited. Like, I actually feel an electricity in in this moment. I'm so excited to hear about this. What was the, like, what, and again, this was so long ago. So, you know, it's, it's whatever you, that you remember these details is so exciting to me. Uh, what was the <laughs> announcement like? Well. I don't want to do all the talking. So does anybody else remember? Because I kind of do. <laughs> so. I, I, I don't remember at all. <laughs> the so our our morning announcements. Our principal. I, you know, I still remember Mr. O'Brien, and he was uh, you know just a pretty clear you know clean cut button down guy. Oh and man, I bet he got slime that day. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm so. sure. Of we'll it, get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. Morning sure. announcements. So and uh, it was it was barf right like it it was kind of like he started the normal announcements and then like barf from you can't do that on television it had taken it over is, is that right Nick? in character in character is barf uh, yeah the, the like the filthy uh health code violation guy. chef sure yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. no i know i know who we're talking about uh, but yeah. like in character he was you know this not just oh, the actor yeah. it was like uh-oh barf is here yeah no it no. was in character I would definitely say they all treated this like being on the job because I, I want to say everybody was very was very much in character. That's fun. So yeah. I mean, yeah, what happens? I'm imagining in that moment, 
chaos just breaks. <laughs> like, what happens when Barth gets on the loudspeaker and says, well, we're not having school today? Well, I may be wrong, but I do think I remember them kind of mocking it up that there was a little struggle between <laughs> yeah. Mr. O'Brien and Barth <laughs> for the microphone. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and then Barf just, his words, I believe his words were, attention, West Utica Elementary School, Nickelodeon is taking over your school. And we were all just like, what? I mean, when you're in elementary school and they're like, hey, the next 60 seconds are going to be disrupted, that is cause for celebration. You're like, great, yeah. anything but learning. So when they're like, Nickelodeon takes over your school, like, I can't even imagine what's going on in the room at that moment. Were you guys, and this is probably, I don't know if you'll remember were you aware of the contest before uh, your school won? Yeah, I knew it existed. But so, so it wasn't like so you you had heard of this. So it wasn't like out of the blue exactly. But I mean, obviously, no one really expects to win something like that. So, do you remember what it was like after the announcement? Like uh, how everyone reacted? Well, we were all outside. You know, uh, we would line up in front of the doors before we could actually go into the school. So it was kind of business as usual until the um, announcement came over. And uh, I mean, I can't, ex I can't remember exactly everybody's response, but I would have to imagine, I'd say take an educated guest and say everybody was pretty thrilled and excited. Yeah, we were, we were psyched. Do you remember yeah. what time of year this was? Was this something like a, a, a June Friday when you're just kind of like washing down the blackboards anyway? Or did Nickelodeon screw up an extremely productive Wednesday right in the middle of the year? I mean, I think it was in the middle of the year, but... but like I said, I'm having a hard time remembering if it was the 88 part portion or the 89 portion. Right, right, right. I, if it helps, I do know that pretty much everything was indoors. So, I mean, I, I would I would imagine if weather permitted, they would have set something up outside. Right, because where was the yeah. school again? It's well, it's in, in Michigan. <laughs> which yeah, I understand is cold in the winter. <laughs> it can be, yeah. I mean, it's, it's snowing today, and it's, you know, it's April. I don't know when this is going up, but it's April 2nd right now. And, and it's snowing there, so... Yeah. <laughs> so things were indoors, and this is probably, I mean, you guys were the kids, so you don't really know, but, like, any at all idea what it was like on the other side of this, how Nickelodeon negotiated, like, taking over the school for the day? N no, not really, but, I mean, it was the 80s, and I think generally things were more permissive back then. <laughs> Yeah, it like, just seems, you know, like, schools have a, I don't know, I guess it's a, it's like such a fun thing for the school to do, but I, I just wonder, and I guess I don't know if you guys would know, but, like, if there was any pushback and they were like, yeah, Barth can't come take over the school, the kids have to learn math. Oh, yeah, I mean, we weren't, we weren't privy to that, but just, you know, I have school-aged children, and I can't even fathom, you know, th that going on in, in, in the environment today. Like, I don't know if this contest still exists or not, but... I mean, it's, yeah, as an adult, just kind of dealing with the school system for my kids, it's just like, man, it is crazy to think that, you know, I mean, I don't know what kind of like liability waivers they had to sign or what. As a parent, would you be mad if your kid came home from school one day and said, we learned nothing today, uh, teen Disney took over the school and it was all high school musical stuff and it was great and I had fun, but we had no class today. Would that make you angry as a parent? No, but I'm not like soccer dad type parent you know like i i believe that my children should have a childhood yeah um, yeah i mean this is such a like what a great memory that you guys still remember and get to talk about on my podcast uh 25 years later yeah yeah and my you know my mom remembers the day i was talking to her 
uh, over the Easter weekend, and, and she remembers, and, and he, she even got excited about it, like, oh yeah, you know, I remember that. And so <clears throat> maybe that's where I get it from because my mom was pretty cool about it. And I think teachers are like that too. Even even stuffy old Mister O'Brien like appreciates <laughs> that kids have to have fun and that uh, you know that you have to have a childhood and that like this is an unbelievable exceptional opportunity that uh, the kids would riot if they found out the adults somehow got in the way of, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no offense to public school systems, but uh, <laughs> I, I believe my child's joy is worth one day of school. <laughs> yeah, that seems, that seems reasonable. Okay, so what did your mom what, what did your mom have to say about it? Because she, she had a different perspective than you, the seven-year-old, did. I mean, you know, because I, I had asked her, if if she's my mom's a bit of a pack rat and so i figured she might have my stuff and i was right she did but unfortunately i couldn't get to it but you know she she was just excited about it you know she said yeah that was really cool and uh so my mom uh went to the same elementary school we actually had the same sixth grade teacher so uh, i guess for her you know she got to live vicariously through me because she was growing up she was a student of west utica elementary as well and uh yeah she was just excited uh she didn't have she, she reminded me of some stuff that I had actually forgotten about as far as like um, and just some swag that we got from the day and things like that. All right, let's get into that day. Enough dancing around it. What, what do you guys remember? What actually happens when Nickelodeon takes over your school? <laughs> Why don't you go ahead, Jason? Sure. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> it, was, it was actually pretty exciting for me because Double Dare was my favorite show, and I actually... Uh, participated in the Double Dare event with Mark Summers at the school. Oh and, my god, uh, what a dream! Yeah. It, it was fun, and my team ended up winning too, which which was pretty neat. But, so um, what is the Double Dare event? Is it trivia? Is it obstacle courses? Is it slopstacle courses? It was actually a little bit of all three, I believe. Um, we were There were two teams. I was partnered up with a, with a fellow classmate. I believe her name was Jennifer. And, um, I, you know, I don't remember too much about the obstacle course or the trivia, but I do remember the last event which caused us to win. Um, I was standing uh, I was standing probably 10 feet away from Jennifer and I was I had a bucket in front of me and she had a carton of eggs and her job was to toss me the eggs and I had to catch them and then crush them on my head and drop them in the bucket. <laughs> and I had to do I had to fill the bucket with 10 eggs within the allotted time period. And I did it, but I, and I didn't realize it until after, you know, the excitement was over and we won, but the eggs were old and Ew. they were, they were, it, it smelled horrible. <laughs> and I just remember having these rotten egg, like the rotten egg yolk all over me. And uh, a reporter came up and actually interviewed me and uh, it, it was, uh, it was in a, like a local paper. But yeah, I remember trying to trying to dodge the interview as quickly as I could so I could go to the bathroom and wash it all off. <laughs> uh, was Mark Summers? Like, what, what was his role there? Was he was he going full speed on Double Dare host? He was having a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, he was he was facilitating it. It was it was, it was fun. That, that's probably one of my fondest memories from from going to that that grade school. He was probably the biggest celebrity, the biggest name on Nickelodeon at the time. Like I was looking at what was on Nickelodeon in 1990, um, mm-hmm. and like you know when people talk about Nickelodeon now, uh, it's not a lot of these shows. So I think Mark Summers was one of the bigger one of the bigger gets. I imagine. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I believe I took a look uh, just the other day. I, uh, of course, uh, with, you know, with a little bit of forward thinking, I took I went on YouTube and I looked at the '88 promo, 
for this. Now, uh, Mark Summers, he he was the he was the host. I want to say he was the host for like kind of the whole thing. Like, I mean, like the 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 main celebrity for it. The best but, MC they I mean, had. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, back then he was really the only kind of game show host guy on the station. And uh, anyway, I, I took a look they at had, the- um, what's his name, Mike O'Malley, and not, even before he did Guts, he did that show. Uh, figure it out, right? Where they, they were like a picture thing. I lo- I, I love old Nickelodeon oh, game shows. Wow. Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's wow. my favorite Nickelodeon show. Yeah, the there's some others like I feel like that's what Nickelodeon programming was before they got the tunes was there was like Finders Keepers and there was a lot of those like game shows. That's kind of what I remember when I think about 80s Our Nickelodeon. Mr. Wizard's World. Mr. That Wizard's was, World. That was like my second favorite. But yeah, Mark Summers was definitely like, I mean, it's funny because they were like, Mark Summers will come to your school and like Mark Summers is cool and I love Double Dare, but he's just like a, he's a game show host, you know, like now when they do it, it's like I imagine they have. Uh, you know the the teen stars of the shows or whatever. Yeah, well, they, you know they did that too. Um, so yeah, who else was there? What what else can you guys tell me about the day? So I I do remember you know I brought up Mr. Wizard's World. He did uh, like a demo. Whoa, the- Mr. Wizard was there. Yeah, yeah, he did oh, a demo in our, so in our cool. library. Yeah, that library uh, has some some interesting memories because. Uh, a few years before that, uh, I, I think Jason and, and Nick might not remember this, or might have been too young. But we actually watched the Challenger explosion. They 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 took us down. Now this wasn't obviously it wasn't the same year, but in that same library. So those are the t- the two things. Plus the spelling bee. Those are the two things that stick out about West Utica's library in my mind. Was the Mister Wizard World demonstration when Nick came and and watching the Challenger explosion. Like I I don't know. Is that akin to like nine? I don't know if kids in elementary school went to watch 9-11 but again like the 80s was a different time huh that is yeah i don't i don't know if what that would be like but it's just funny like those are the two memories like uh, you have of the library yeah do you think when you were there that mr that like the science teacher was watching mr wizard do an experiment and all the kids were freaking out and really excited about mr wizard's experiment and the science teacher was kind of grumpy like (laughs) i i that's what i do and no one pays attention there was yeah. a little bit of jealousy there. That, yeah. That's how I imagine it playing out. Where did I go wrong? I mean, so, so Mr. Wizard, that one's funny because that's like, that's basically class anyway. They're almost tricking you at that point. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember what Mr. Wizard did? I wish I did. No, I, I can't. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> and I just, I remember him being there and I remember it being cool. But um, did they do the, did they do the nitroglycerin thing with the rose? Was that? I don't know. I, I could just be making stuff up. I remember that happening in elementary school, but I don't know if that was Mr. Wizard or not. But have you, you guys ever seen that where they sure. not, not not nitroglycerin, liquid nitrogen, where they right, dip right. the rose in the liquid nitrogen, and then you can like smash it and it like yeah, it shatters. Yeah, but yeah. I could just be conflating memories. So it was a it was a long time ago. I mean, so it sounds like. It was a really fun day, and that the commercial, it, it sounds like it kind of lives up to the hype of the commercials in some ways. Is that, is that fair to say? I mean, there was kind of a disappointing thing about the day. What's that? Uh, what was disappointing? Um, well, so, you know, Jason mentioned that he got the egg smashed on his head. Um, the, the biggest disappointment for me was that they had the, the obstacle course for Double Dare set up in the gym, right? And we all got to, to run through it, but it was no mess, it was just, it was sterile, right? And so they had like a ball pit that you could jump in, like something you get at Chuck E. Cheese's or Major Magic's or whatever, you know, something from 
from back in the day. But there was it wasn't like I remember being really excited about just getting being able to get all messy and do because you know i i love double dare right i love watching it and and i always thought i could do better than the kids on the show right like oh they screwed this up so so that was kind of a that was the the only really disappointing thing and then the the concert of course but um i don't know i don't want to get into that too soon well uh, is the concert was that the 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 end of the day activity Um, like the climax of it I don't remember it was the end of the day. I do remember it was after lunch because... What was lunch? Gotta be pizza. Can't be anything but pizza. Uh, well, I don't... It, it was probably pizza, but... Yes! Um, Barth from You Can't Do That on Television actually served... Uh, so, you know, we had like the hot lunch and the back lunch, and so he served the lunch, which was actually really cool, but now, I mean... I think it's kind of gross, but but back then it was like, oh, this is awesome, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty clever integration. Yeah, he so he did the the initial announcement, and then he was also serving lunch. Um, so, but I got I got sick during the concert, and that's why that's why I remember it so well. Oh, from the lunch. What was the concert? Uh, New Kids on the Block came. What? Yeah, New, New Kids, Kids on, on the Block. Yeah, New Kids oh, on the Block came to us. I don't even like New Kids on the Block. Like, I don't know why I'm so excited about it. I'm just impressed with Nickelodeon's ability uh, to keep raising the bar here. So, you know, Nick and I were talking about this day, and, um, you know, I got sick. Uh, I think I just drank too much milk or it was too hot in the gym or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's like a million things. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like Nickelodeon was doing nothing but throwing things that could make you sick. Right. And so the next day... Um, so I don't know, Nick. This is kind of your story. Do you want to tell it like the reaction the next day after New Kids on the Block? All right. Well, I can I can add a little bit of color commentary there, and then Joe can throw in his 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 funny little anecdote yeah. there at the end. But uh, I, I what I te- what I tend to remember is the day of because I don't think. I mean, they were pretty new back then. I would, I would imagine kids, on, new kids <laughs> on the block the on the at block. the time. Yeah, they were really the new kids on the block. <laughs> That's great. I, I imagine them kind of like Tiffany in the in the mall. Okay, you know, doing doing like. That's why they were so strongly attached to 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 Nickelodeon. I believe at the time is because they were getting exposure that way, and of course, you, you know, oh, one of their coming up is to is to do this thing for that's taking over your school. I remember they performed a number of songs, but they did their their big one at the time was "Hanging Tough" or sure. whatever. Oh, and they called, I, I know it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was before they, Step by Step. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now, and "Hanging Tough" came out in 1988 to 1999, and I think I want to say that's their breakthrough. It, it was. Okay. Step by Step was their second album. I'm embarrassed. I don't even like New Kids on the Block. I should. I'm just. But you went to. I mean, if I went to a New Kids on the Block concert, I would know a little bit more about them too. If they had played at my school when I was a kid, you know, that would definitely like put them on my radar permanently. I'm afraid. I remember them calling us up on stage to come dance with them during during Hanging Tough. And they, do, and they, they their kind of move was that like legs swinging to the side like a pendulum thing. <laughs> Is that what they had the kids do? And swinging their hand like they're, you know, like waving to oh, each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of waving like you don't care. That's, that that yeah. seems familiar. But I mean, like, I feel like New Kids on the Block, like most boy bands, probably skewed female. Like, I feel like that's who the core New Kids on the Block fans were. Certainly, I was like, I was of age to, uh, you know, I was a kid when Step by Step and Hanging Tough were out, and, like, I definitely didn't care. 
So I'm just wondering, like, I mean, do you remember, was everyone into it just because the, the whole day is so fun? Or was anyone like, I don't like new kids on the block? What I remember is it being polarized the day after. Seemed uh, like in the moment, everybody was enjoying it. The day after, you were definitely uncool if you were a male and still enjoying New Kids on the Block. That's so funny. Yeah, because like when they're when they're there and it's part of the whole day. I mean, like the whole day just sounds so fun. And again, it's like when you're in school. Any assembly, anything but class is good, you know? <laughs> like, so new, yeah. it, whether it's new kids on the block or menudo or whatever, you're just like, oh, this is better than learning math uh, when you're a kid, you know? That's, so it, it, it's funny that, like, you would, you would just, you, you would enjoy, you would like new kids on the block. All yeah, right. So, well, I. So uh, the next day. Oh, go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, to my credit, the first album I ever bought was Iron Maiden Caught Somewhere in Time. So, <laughs> so wait, what happened the next day? So, th- so the next day, um, you know, like Nick said, it, it was totally not cool to admit that you enjoyed the concert or had a good time or liked them at all. And the girls were crazy about it, right? Like the, the, the fifth grade girls, you know, I, I imagine the third grade girls were, were the same as well. But the fifth grade girls were absolutely, you know, over their minds. And so, you know, at that point in my life, I think there was a little bit of jealousy, right? But as a 10, 11 year old, however old I was, I wasn't really ready to admit or process that at the time. Like, um, so I remember the big joke was because I got sick and had to leave, you know, I had to leave the, the gym and go sit outside the principal's office and breathe into a bag or whatever that I, you know, I, I remember always saying, uh, the concert, you know, the new kids on the block are so bad. It actually made me physically ill, which was, you know, hilarious <laughs> in fifth grade, but like, <clears throat> Unfortunately, I don't think my sense of humor ever progressed. It's a good, co- it's a good cover, you know. It's it's definitely like hard to uh, to put on you that you like the band when you when you were physically ill. It's such a kid thing to do to like enjoy it in the moment and then immediately turn on them the next day and just like start sorting yourselves and de- deeming it cool or uncool based on how much you enjoyed it. Yeah, that, that was very much the culture. And they're playing like where are they playing? And do you guys have like a gymnasium? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they were just up on the on the uh, the stage or what? Like they they, Ble- they were on, on the stage or whatever. Yeah, bleachers. Is this, a, is this a big school? How many kids were in your class? Oh no, not really. Um, I mean the the grad my graduating high school was under a thousand, so I can't imagine. Um, I want to. Utica was K through six, so I want to say classes were about thirty people or so. So that you're you're really seeing new kids on the block in a small, intimate environment. Yeah, it was hot. That's why I got sick. <laughs> uh, okay, what uh, what else happened that day? Who else was there? Were there any events that weren't tied to guest stars? Hmm, that's that's difficult. I don't think I really remember that. I remember a couple other shows, but uh, Jason, do you remember any of the other visitors? So after listening to the podcast so far, just having this conversation with everybody, um, obviously I, I haven't said quite as much. I, I'm just realizing that I am getting old and my memory is not <laughs> as good as it used to be. <laughs> I don't remember that much. I remember the Double Dare event. And when when <laughs> you guys reminded me that New Kids on the Block played, I was like, oh, yeah, like it, like an internal dialogue. I, I'm just kind of thinking, like, oh, yeah, that was I don't remember that, but that's right. They did play. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's well, the same for me. It's the same for me with you with the comment about the egg thing. Now, I remember in the 88 promo, uh, Mark Summers, he was there and he, he, and he was out in the field and they had the, the double dare 
props, you know, the iconic uh, obstacles out. The big mm-hmm. mouth with the teeth and the, and the, the nose. Like, right, right. Yeah, right. the nose that you went up and dug for gold. <laughs> <laughs> but in the commercial, they were all in the, the, the uh, double dare uniforms, you know, the competitive red and blue uniforms. And they had the helmets on and the goggles and everything. And they're going for the flags. And it was teams of two. And it was set up exactly like the show, you know, dirty and everything. But mm. like Joe said, to, to, to our disappointment, it was all, you know, sterile for us in the show, which is totally understandable. I mean, you got 600 kids or whatever. You can't exactly be uh, <laughs> cleaning the setup for them every making a new Sunday slide. Ah, that was the name of one of the co- obstacles. Yeah, the Sunday the Sunday. Slide. Well, you know, I, I'm pretty impressed hearing the stories because and this is really why I was so interested to hear about it, because it's uh you know, when you're a kid and you see these ads, like I said, they can really capture your imagination. You like, it seems really exciting. But now that I'm older and I think back, I I do wonder, I did wonder before this conversation, like, did Nickelodeon really follow through? And like, was it really an awesome time? And I'm getting the vibe. It was, it was a pretty thorough, uh, it, it was a pretty thorough experience. Just like, uh, from writing something for the morning announcements to having Bart serve you the lunch, like it, it, it sounds like they did a pretty good job. Yeah, they yeah, delivered. Think, yeah. They delivered mm-hmm. on the promise. The, the only other thing I ever really wanted from growing up was those like Toys R Us shopping sprees. You know, where they like <laughs> show the kids yeah. running through with the shopping cart. So. Nickelodeon had a great sweepstakes department because the super toy run which is the yeah, one i believe you're yeah, talking about yeah, that was yep. a contest where you got i think five minutes or ten minutes or something in a kb toys and you could just anything you could throw in your cart you could keep and yeah. when i was a kid i would like strategize okay oh yeah first That's- i'm going here i don't even think i ever sent in the postcard or anything <laughs> but i would like <laughs> but just the the it, it, you just think about it because it's such it's such a cool thing and i think um, both both these two contests, I think, ha- have elements of that. Where like I I can't think of another sweepstakes uh, besides these two for like from the past thirty years that I remember anything about. But these two like really stuck with me. Yeah, I always wanted to to win that. It's like it's like when you talk about winning the lottery now, right? As a kid, you're just like oh, I'd go crazy in that place. But I didn't win either. But I, at least I got to take part in this one. Yeah, you guys did pretty good. Like, I don't think you get to complain <laughs> about not winning the Super Toy Run. No. Uh, what about the slimings? Let's talk about slimings. I got to believe. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take back my statement that it sounds like Nickelodeon followed through if Mr. O'Brien didn't get slimed. Tell me Mr. O'Brien got slimed. I'm pretty sure he got slimed. Yeah, I believe that's the only one that they actually made a big uh, presentation about. And then later on, they, they of course, did some promos for the following year. And uh, one of the two male sixth grade teachers, what was well, he was... Mr. Uh, Cox? Mi- no, Kramer. Mr. Oh, Kramer, Mr. Kramer, the big okay. guy. He was in the commercial. And, of course, the kids are all, you know, oh, my God, enter. You'll have such a good time. And the, t- the 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 shtick of the commercial was the teachers, all the adults are saying, "Don't enter. Whatever you do, don't right. enter." And then it said, "Mr. Kramer was sitting there on a desk, and he goes, do not enter." And so then you see so your old teachers it, in like the ad for the following year. Yes, yeah. and he did uh, get slimed fine. in the commercial. I do remember that. They had sure. um, kids court, right? Yeah, kids court. Oh, with- kids court. I remember kids court. Fair no. or unfair? Unfair. Absolutely. That was the shtick. It was. It wasn't guilty or not guilty. I think it was fair or unfair. Fair or unfair. Yeah. Yeah. So what did, did they do that. for what did they do for kids court? 
Well, we were in the the same library that Joe was discussing, and we I remember we all sat there kind of Indian style, and Paul Provenza, the host of the show. Paul Provenza was the that. host of it? Yeah, he was the host. That's, I do. I kind of. I was gonna say when we came up, like I was. Va- I, it was. A, I'm sure it was hosted by some comedian. Yeah, uh, I had. Yeah. To, I had to do a little bit of fact checking. But there, I like. But. I va- like. I'm certain it was some comedian. In the same way that like Mike O'Malley uh, hosted uh, Figure It Out and Guts, and like I don't know, the Nickelodeon was. It was a pretty good gig for a comedian, I imagine. Yeah, you definitely uh, conjured up some recall in me there with the with the whole figure it out. I loved that show, and now that I think about it, <laughs> and, but Kids uh, Court was like I, People's Court, but for kids. Absolutely, you know? like kids brought their disputes or whatever. I was actually called on to, uh, to 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 give my case, and Paul Provenza came up to me, and I stuttered over it because I'm a third grader and I have no idea how to speak in, on a microphone. And I had this long, convoluted story, and midway through the story, just joking, just ribbing me a little bit. He goes, eh, "Time's up." <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he says, "No, no, keep going." So I I kept going, and but what's I got your story the, like? Because it seems like that could get bad having kids accuse each other of things with no with no warning and in the library. Yeah. That seems like it could take a turn. So certainly What's there must story, be some Nick? guardrails up there. Oh well, sure. I mean, they really didn't. There, there was there was no screening. You know, they, right, they just, exactly, he just yeah. called on somebody and he called on me. And at the time, you know, I had a, I had a mixed family. I had a stepbrother, and we had a little bit of animosity. He he didn't live with us, and you know, he'd come every weekend. And I had my friends in my neighborhood, and he'd kind of come and in you know insert himself in this situation. He was a bit of a spaz, so uh, <laughs> he got into an altercation with one of my friends on the street. And well, we're not uh, we're not looking to relitigate the court the case today on the podcast <laughs> well i'm just proving that i can get through the story now without all the ums and uhs you know that, that got my time called on me like dave Chappelle with the buzzer wrap it up b you know? <laughs> but anyway yeah ultimately everything went to what do you think kids fair or unfair it was unfair yeah, yeah. it was not gonna, it was, uh, it's obviously you want to yell unfair regardless of, of, of uh if the situation was fair or unfair <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was unfair what happened to Nick. So even if at the end you're like, "Do you did you catch what that kid said?" No, man, he was just unfair. stuttering a lot. <laughs> Someone got hit with a shoe, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes, that's right. Went uh, my stepbrother threw a shoe at my friend, and I retaliated, <laughs> and I was the only person to get in trouble. But anyway, unfair. And, yeah, absolutely. Still, still stands unfair. to this day. Unfair. Yeah. The the ruling stands. Um, I mean, what else? Do you guys remember any other events from the day? Uh, early, I think the first thing that happened in my classroom was the show Don't Just Sit There. The Don't Just Sit There. Absolutely. Yes, that's the show. Sorry, <laughs> I had to like yell. This is like, because this I was really into Nickelodeon when I was a kid. It was like a really important thing for me growing up. So it's hard for me not to like get really excited when you say Don't Just Sit There. Well, it was it was exciting because I was kind of into the newer show. Like I liked Kids Court and I liked Don't Just Sit There because that was that was new. Uh, Don't Just Sit There came out that same year. So the kids were really cool and they were doing new things like, uh, you know, they'd take apart Nintendos and stuff like that. You know, the whole idea of the show was, you know, they were getting into, you know, what I would call a predecessor to the NFL's Play 60 or whatever, you know, just 
getting kids off their butts and doing something instead of just being couch potatoes. And uh, that was the premise. That was canceled after a year and replaced with uh, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, of, of course, this is long before SpongeBob SquarePants. Right. right? Of course. Of course. So that, those- they, it sounds like they really got everyone. Or, you know, this is a, I, I honestly thought Mark Summers maybe one or two other people, maybe a band, but, like, this is a pretty thorough uh, thorough lineup. It sounds like almost everyone um, from the show. Is there anyone that you, like, wanted to, like, were you upset that Magellan from Eureka's Castle didn't show up or something like that? Oh, jeez, no. I, I, I remember I, that show. I felt like the, like the big stable was there, and you, you, just like you said, you know, I feel like they, they came through, especially for those of us who were expecting nothing. You know, <laughs> yeah, like right. I, I can't get over just trying to imagine a kid who wakes up, goes to school, is just ready for an- another day of school, and like three hours later is like covered in rotten eggs and you know, at a new kids on the block concert. It was fun, yeah. They, they had a bunch of the kids from uh, You Can't Do That on Television. Um, I don't remember. Any other names? Unfortunately, the only guy that sticks out is Barth. But like I know they were they were running around the school, and you would just you know you go through the hallway, and they'd be there, and you know they come into your classroom, and and it was just it was really cool. Were they like, what is school like? We are showbiz children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe they pretty much stuck in character. You know, I, I think yeah, it, it was, I, I would imagine the only people who got real intimate moments were the people that were there before school hours or people that were involved with helping with setup. But, you know, for us kids, I, I, I feel like, you know, they, they really kept the character and, and gave us gave us the experience. Yeah, I also think that, like, you can't do that on television wasn't, like, iCarly. And I bet those kids were relatively normal, you know, because it wasn't <laughs> just a pop culture phenomenon. Right. And I guess their paychecks could, weren't quite as big back then That's as well. That's probably true, too, unfortunately. But it might be worth it for the normalcy. Do you guys remember anything about the day... Besides the physical sickness, and were there any was there any element of it that was in any way disappointing to you? I mean, other than the gym thing, not really. I do remember. I mean, in retrospect, I guess I remember when the when the don't just sit there kids came through. I remember they. I was excited to see them because it was a new show for me. And they came through and they came up to every one of us and started writing down our names. And then I just you know I I thinking back on it, I'm just like they were going to us pretty quick i don't think they wrote a single name down on that pad <laughs> but they made you feel important yeah we were important because they were writing our names down right <laughs> and then i guess the next question is like what is the next day like so it sounds like there was a next day and this wasn't a friday because you guys remembered the kind of controversy about the new kids on the block it's just like hard for me to imagine uh order order being restored and just going back to normal the next day do you remember any any re-entry difficulties I mean, the, the playground was really chattery, right? I mean, everybody had their own stories to tell and, and, and things like that. So they did a pretty good job of keeping order. Um, it sounds like in, the teachers um, and the principal, really good sports. It sounds like everyone's a really good sport about it. And like enjo- they enjoyed it, for, at least as far as we can tell uh, from your stories these many years later. It sounds like they were a good sport and they enjoyed it themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think it was the first time I got to see my fifth grade teacher smile. So that was that was fun, and probably the only time that school year. Who did you have for fifth grade? Mrs. Lonsky. Oh, I had Miss Lonsky as well. She's—I thought she was pretty nice. 
Mr. Kramer, I ended up having for sixth grade, and he was I always a too. good sport. I had a, a, a kid named, his name was Nicholas as well, and he, he came to our school in sixth grade, and Mr. Kramer was standing in front of a, in front of a doorway for our class photo. He says, well, I'll just hop back here in this cubby hole, and Nick looks at him and goes, well, that fills up that cubby hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom had Mr. Kramer in sixth grade as well, so it's kind wow. of we both had the same. He, he's passed away now, but yeah, I heard that. Well, of course, he was old. Then, Sorry, so. we're getting morose. This is supposed to be a happy. Day. No, it's fun. Like hearing people. I mean, that part's not fun. I'm sorry to hear this. <laughs> apparently, nice teacher um, isn't with us anymore. But it is. It's nice. It's fun to hear people like reminisce about their school because even though like I don't know these people, like I know this conversation. So it's kind of fun to hear it with like new names. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get some flavor, right? So um, even Mr. Cox, who was kind of you know, as the name might imply, <laughs> he was he was he was kind of the more crotchety of the two but it was almost like it was just his like his thing you know he was still a real cool guy it's just right. you got that he was the, he always wanted to act like the more serious of the two sixth grade teachers and yeah. you know, in that sense i think they all were really good sports throughout the whole thing the next day on the playground everyone's got their stories everyone's chattering everyone's making fun of new kids on the block <laughs> Is is Sean a hero now? Like, do you think? Because I feel like that's the other fantasy they're selling: is that you will win and Nick will come take over your school, and you will be more popular as a result. That's like a little bit a part of, a part of the fantasy they're trying to sell. I think. Do you remember? Like, did this have any impact on uh, Sean's standing in the social pecking order? It might have in his own class. I mean, I mean, we like I said, we were uh, second, third split, but the third grade kids hung out with each other, and the second grades kind of did their own thing. Uh, I I know he won a thousand dollars to go with it, so he got his own. He you know he got his own prize on top. Thousand dollars is like a million dollars if you're seven years old. Oh yeah, sure. No right. yeah. Go on, especially go back in the eighties too, when that could practically <laughs> buy a car. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, yeah, it's something else. You could definitely. Go on a kid's uh, Toys R Us uh, shopping spree. That's for sure. So is everyone it's like, "Hey, Sean, you got twenty bucks? Like, loan five dollars?" You know. <laughs> no, like. I, I I honestly don't remember having much. I I know like maybe the month that that class started, he and I talked a lot. But then I realized I wasn't supposed to talk with the under the kids that were younger than me, and we never really Even talked. Even after much. we won this contest, you're, you're uh, not going to hang out with them. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I don't think it was like, I don't think I did anything on purpose to avoid him, but I, I, I just, I don't remember really having much, any, any conversations with him after that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I remember I, I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun because, uh, I, I remember when, when Nickelodeon was there, I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Who, who won this? You know? And then somebody somebody mentioned his name and uh it just blew right over my head i'm like oh i don't even know who that is but hey i'll enjoy it so <laughs> so jason you you guys moved after that school year right that's the that's the last school year you had at west utica yeah we moved in the middle of the school year i remember that was like one of the uh that that occurred and then we i think i moved probably like within a month afterwards did yeah. you tell everyone about at your new school hey nickelodeon took over my school because i would never shut up about it for the rest of my life <laughs> Right, I, I did tell everybody, and, and some people didn't believe me. I mean, but you had, and you mentioned this earlier, 
you had some swag for proof. What kind of swag you get? I did. So the, yeah, I remember I got a double dare flag, and I remember they, I think they I think they gave me like a bottle of shampoo to help wash yes. all the all of the egg off. But it was, it was, it was green. It was it was slime. slime from you can't do that on television. But it was shampoo. It was like the coolest thing in the world. Oh yeah, it was branded and everything. It was green slime shampoo. That's cool. Get, did everyone get uh, that, or did you just get that because you were covered with rotten eggs? No, everybody got it. I believe he was presented with it, but we all got some. And I, I mean, I, I yeah. still remember Harvey from. From from Double Dare, get you clean, won't turn you green. Now you can get slimed in your own shower. Was Harvey there? <laughs> oh gosh, I think he was. I think him and what about Robin? and the woman? Yeah, Robin. Robin. I I believe wow. she was there. That's yeah, we that's so all thorough. Thought. That's so thorough. I love it. I love like, it. Pull no punches. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, like, do you still have that flag? You still have this stuff? Like, this is a, this is a cool memory. I have the jacket. That converts into a, a backpack or whatever. Do you guys remember that? What a jacket! That what does that mean? <laughs> it's like yeah, it was like yeah, and it, we tied it up and it had said Nickelodeon on the front of it or something. I still have that, and I mean, I use the shampoo. Like you couldn't stop me. You know, I was like, this is. I'm definitely washing my hair tonight. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I ran through it. I probably used half the bottle in one go. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I remember getting was the white Nickelodeon T-shirt with the dinosaurs on the front, and then oh, yeah. the the orange Nickelodeon cloud on the back. I believe that sounds about right. You know, they had those commercials, and uh, the dinosaurs would come out and sing the Nick, Nick, right. Nick, Nick thing. No, I can the picture them. They're like Nickelodeon orange. I know exactly what they look like. So mm-hmm. I, I know these dinos- I know these dinosaurs you speak of. <laughs> yeah, it's not just us. That's it. We're also talking about the, the dinosaurs on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I um. Yeah, the shampoo just I, I I guess I just I still haven't gotten over it all these years later. Like I still think it's the coolest thing in the world. Have we covered all of the events that you guys remember? Are there any other events we haven't discussed yet? Oh yeah, I, I honestly think that's about the whole thing I can remember. Yeah, same here. Pretty thorough though. I, I'm impressed. That's a lot. That's like a pretty wide variety of programming. A little something for everyone. Yeah, and it was a long time ago. I mean. These guys remember Sean. So I was in fifth grade, so there was there was nothing. You know, I was like, whatever. Thanks, kid, for winning, right? But like, <laughs> but as far as like the other fifth graders, like, no, we're not. I I know who he was. You know, I remember seeing him on the playground. Like, oh, that's the kid that won. But other than that, he didn't he didn't enter. Well, well I'm imagining the next day he walks in with his chest just like puffed out. You know, just like waiting for compliments, waiting for gratitude. Oh, I'm sure he got plenty of it the day of as well, because, I mean, we did sit in classrooms. I I know I think we kind of came back and wound down after lunch. I know we were at class at the at the first, you know, at the opening bell. Uh, What was I going to say? I I do remember uh, the 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 commercials, the spots that they would run the the next the subsequent year were all from our school, but then it, they kept going on, and the next school that won would get the commercials for the year after that. But I I might be wrong, but I want to say as late as like maybe eight or nine years later, when they had done a number of years of taking over the schools, uh, they started you know cutting in a all the years instead of and of course since we were the first one uh some of us were in so it was like taking a step back because we're we're in high school or whatever and now we or we're we're even just out of high school maybe depending and we're seeing pictures of ourselves from 1989 in the commercials 
Oh yeah, that's so, right. Like, you guys are in the commercials, and, and the school is. Absolutely, yeah. I do remember. I want to say the girl who uh, actually who they actually uh, decided t- decided to do a little bit of talking about. But like, yeah, after after the whole day is over, we'll have a concert with a real live rock band. I think her name was Alicia. I know she was a red haired girl, but I can't remember what her name was exactly. But I mean, as far as the whole. Uh, being satisfying and getting the, that experience, I, I think, you know, being the first year, they want to get off on the right foot. So, like Joe said, you know, they don't they didn't pull any punches. And then even though one of you moved, it's it, this is 25 years later. And, <laughs> you know, Joe, actually, why don't you tell everyone how I found you? Because it was hard to find someone who uh, I was looking for a while. I, this has been a quest of mine to find someone who participated in one of these contests who could give us this side. Uh, Joe, why don't you tell everyone how I found you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just posting. Uh, I don't even remember why, but had had talked about it on uh, on a popular video game forum. And can we name that video game forum? I think so, I, right? Yeah, yeah, NeoGaf. NeoGaf, I mean, which is like that. if you, it's like that's a pretty hardcore video game forum. You know, it's like definitely like uh, it, it's one of them. Like it, it is known yeah. in the community. You know? Yeah, and I. And you had uh, just sent me a message, and I actually hadn't gone on on the site for a little while. So, a couple weeks after you had sent it, I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, hey!" So I, you know, I looked you up on Twitter and just just hit you up on Twitter, and we started talking. I was so delighted to receive your tweet. Hey, did you message me on NeoGAF asking if I had won the Nickelodeon Takes Over Your School contest? Because I got to be like, "Yes, I did. That was me." Uh, And and then you, you, and then you. We were like, hey, let's get my friends. They were there. Let's get them involved. And so you guys are still friends later, even though it sounds like um, not only you have years between you, but you switched school districts, too. So, I mean, just out of curiosity, like, how'd you guys all stay in touch all these years? Are you all still in the area? No. Uh, we're all, well, Jason and I are both still in Michigan. So Jason's older brother, you know, I was the first. I moved to the school in second grade, and Jason's older brother was basically my first friend. Um, at the school and and he and I still talk he and I still live in the same city um but yeah just just through the years we stayed in touch you know I've known their family for for 20 20 years I mean Jason and and Nick both of their families you know they they're close to me um even after all these years they're they're like second families to me you know I mean you know somebody for 30 years I guess that kind of happened so Um, Nick Nick moved and Jason moved and I actually spent a couple of years in the army and traveled around, but we just never really got out of touch. That's cool. I'm still friends with my elementary school friends uh, too, but we don't have uh, this. We don't have this incredible bond of Nickelodeon holding us <laughs> <Right>. together. <laughs> and then you know now, now as we reach the end of our time together, just out of curiosity, uh, I, I I'm wondering what do you guys do? Like what what do you guys do when you're not on this podcast talking about Nickelodeon? Right. Joe, why don't we start with you? Yeah, well, uh, I'm a I'm the co-founder of a software development company called uh, Great Lake Software, and you can actually check out our app at uh, getnexusapp.com if you're interested. It's a software as a service platform. Cool. Uh, I don't know what that does. What's that do? Give me give me two uh, sentences on what that means. <laughs> help desk software and IT asset management. Cool. And where can people check that out? Uh, getnexusapp.com. And Nick, what do you do? 
I do QA, quality assurance, and transcription services for myself. I have a small business, and I, I, I do transcription services and QA for for pretty much the entire gamut, anything that you would, you would want a transcript for. Do you have any podcast business? No, actually, I don't. I've considered it in the past, but I've never really done that. I, I, I haven't gone down the route yet, but I've considered it. No one else uh-huh. is doing it is what you're telling me, though. Well, I mean, I'm I I can't say that that I that that they do or they don't, but I I could definitely I mean, we could talk after the after the podcast if you want. Interesting. And Jason, what about you? And uh, for uh, my day job, I work in the insurance industry as a claims adjuster. Um, but I am also uh, an active musician, and I like uh, I like to play heavy metal music, and I am <laughs> in a band. Um, named scorned deity and uh we play we play around we haven't played in in about a year since we uh, are currently looking for a drummer but we are recording some new music so i'm not gonna ask what the name of the insurance company is but i am gonna ask where we can hear some scorned deity tracks oh yeah we have a website scorneddeity.com um you can go to the facebook nice you, um, you got have, the dot com on scorn deity great score yeah <laughs> yeah um, you can go to youtube and we have we have videos of some some of our music live performances things like that so nickelodeon yeah. you know they're bringing back a lot of like uh the nostalgia stuff which people have of course been talking about like forever uh but they're you know they have this thing the splat now and they're like you know they're they're really uh, making a business out of nickelodeon nostalgia they should do I want to use this podcast to pitch Nickelodeon the idea you guys can have this idea for free Nickelodeon takes over your office so this is for uh, Nickelodeon fans they were kids Um, maybe Nickelodeon did take over the school maybe it didn't Um, but they always held on to that fantasy and they still love 90s Nickelodeon so I'm saying you still get Clarissa I want the Roundhouse cast reunited I watched all the Nickelodeon commercials all the Nick takes over your school commercials and definitely the funniest part uh, is they call them the Roundhouse Posse Clarissa Mark Summers the Roundhouse Posse so the Roundhouse Posse (laughs) reunites Uh, Clarissa comes like Mark Summers and they ruin uh, your office I feel like your office uh, your boss probably gonna have less fun with it than your principal, just on average, right? <laughs> more likely than not. <laughs> it it kind of makes you appreciate your principal a little more in retrospect. Oh sure. <laughs> well, you know his day's got to be mundane to a degree anyway. So I mean, and honestly, we're so in the in the culture just over the last ten fifteen years. Everybody's so connected. You know, I mean, everybody. I, I think back then it it definitely had more gravity. What did? Oh, Nickelodeon taking over your school. Yeah, I I think. It was, you weren't, if you weren't in California or something, you might not have been, or I mean, I guess in, in New York City, uh, you would, you, you might not have been near as in touch. And, and these, these people seemed, seemed like idols to us as opposed to, you know, everybody can connect with someone on Twitter or on Instagram. So I, I think there was, there was, we were, we were definitely removed from it. And therefore I think maybe just a little bit more, uh, star starstruck. It was that much came. more magical because like these people didn't even seem like real people. Like they just existed only in the 22 minutes you saw them on, uh, that, that episode, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, you right. didn't, you, you couldn't hear about their drunk driving escapades, you know, within, <laughs> within 10 minutes of it happening. You well, know? <laughs> guys, I got I, I really have been thinking about this, uh, basically my entire life. And it's, it's it, a relief 
uh, to learn about it and to like re- finally get some clarity on what it was and to learn that it was actually pretty cool and that, and that Nickelodeon um, you know lived up to what I hoped they would uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and uh, talking about it I really appreciate it yeah no problem yeah, it was cool a lot. thanks a lot Jeff A thank you one more time to Joe, Nick, and Jason. Hey, I want to address something you heard way back at the start of the podcast. Uh, you might have noticed something that's not usually there. Someone saying, This is a HeadGum Podcast. It's true. I have joined the HeadGum Podcast Network, which was, of course, founded by my old college humor buddies, Jake and Amir. Uh, I don't know if you can tell from the title, but the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show is mostly a solo effort, which is great because I get to do whatever I want, which is a right you may recall that I invoked earlier in the episode. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of people over the years that uh, a lot of friends who I rely on for podcast advice or just bouncing ideas off of them. Should we do this? Should we not do this? Uh, Jake and Amir are, of course, two of them. And though uh, this basically remains a, a solo effort, I am very excited to join a a stable of not only great podcasters, but also uh, people who are great friends. Uh, A lot of Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show friends and family in the HeadGum Podcast Network, so I am very excited to be there. But you, you know, you might be wondering, what does this mean for me, the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show listener, who is not only listening to the show, but also the outro that Jeff assumes most people skip? Uh... Basically nothing. It basically means nothing for you. Um, but I am going to do one thing, which is not really related to the headgum thing, but just seems like the time uh, to launch a new effort. I'm going to try something uh, where I kind of have some reruns. Now, these will not uh, interfere with our regularly scheduled programming. I'm still going to keep pushing out the same product at the same cadence. But it has occurred to me uh, that I've done a bunch of these now uh, for almost five years. And... Uh, for some reason, not everyone has listened to every single episode. And I mentioned to someone recently um, that I interviewed um, the creator of Settlers of Catan, Klaus Teuber. Great, great moment in Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show history. And this person was like, oh, I had no idea you interviewed them. And I was like, how would you? Uh, that was five years ago. So if you like weren't following me on Tumblr that week, you wouldn't know. So I'm going to repost old episodes in the feed with a little introduction so no one's confused about what's going on. Um, and let's try it. Let's just try one next week. See how it feels. I was thinking like maybe they could be sort of topical. Like we'd post an old Game of Thrones episode around Game of Thrones time. I guess that's happening now. But we're going to stick with this Catan plan because uh, that's the, just the inspiration for the whole program. So next week, I am going to repost this old uh, Settlers of Catan, Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin show uh, for people who might uh, not only have not listened, but don't even know it exists. But the week after that, I will be back with a new episode. And it's not going to be rerun new episode every other week. The reruns are going to be a little more sporadic. I'm just excited to try one. But this new episode, um, just like this week's episode, going to be about television, about a TV show. We are going to be talking uh, to someone who designs challenges for the reality show Survivor. Someone who designs challenges for the reality show Survivor. So, to recap, thank you, Joe, Nick, and Jason. Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show, now in the HeadGum Podcast Network. I may sometimes post reruns and uh, give them a little little intro, a little coat of fresh paint in the beginning just to let people know what's going on. And uh, in two weeks, I'll be back with a new episode about the TV show Survivor. 
do, do we have time after all that to plug social media stuff? I mean, it's almost just like, I feel uh, like it's bad luck if I don't. So I better do it. Twitter, at Jeff Rubin Show. There's a Tumblr. There's a Facebook. There's a YouTube page. Uh, you can sign up for the mailing list at jeffrubinjeffrubinshow.com. Get all the previous episodes. I guess you could probably get these at HeadGum now or soon at HeadGum.com. I'm not quite sure how that works. That may or may not be true. But, no, that's actually all I have to say. Thank you, as always, uh, from the bottom of my heart for listening. We'll talk soon. I look forward to it. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.